Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Ladies and gentlemen, Harmontown is now in session. Yes. And, and now, please welcome the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Everything work out okay? Did that did that work? Okay. All right. We had a little false start there. Okay. Sure you don't want to because we can pick it up. All right. Okay. You don't want to get a better. All right. Because it seemed a little dry. Say it. All right. Comptroller Duncan Trussell. Things are going on. Hello. I didn't catch that. How, 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 how are you? I'm great, man. Thanks okay, for good. asking. How you been? How's yeah. the tour going? Uh, it's going great. I got, I got, I, I mean, I really, I've said I got nothing in the past, but really, I'm just wrung like a rag. <laughs> I did San Francisco, I did Austin, I did Houston in the last three days, and I, I did, went and did Communicon. A lot of these people are here from Communicon. <laughs> Communicon, Duncan, home of the Communicorn. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I had a, in Vancouver, my cab driver asked me if I believed in unicorns and then started presenting a very convincing argument for the existence of unicorns in Africa. Really? Yeah, it was a long conversation. What? I didn't, I didn't even know there was like a, a, I didn't even know that it was possible. It was so beautiful, his belief in unicorns. It was incredible, and he kind of, and then I realized he kind of looks like a unicorn. And I started thinking, oh, he's a unicorn driving a cab. He, he was saying unicorns exist, and the, uh, is, does he think there's a cover-up? Yes. Because <laughs> the yes. missing ingredient of this is there would have to be a cover-up. My friend, all roads lead to reptilians when you believe in unicorns, because it, 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 it ventured into the reptilian realm after he was explaining. Like, once I told him, I definitely believe in unicorns, but I don't. But, yeah, I would, you know, like Coast to Coast, you know the show Coast to Coast when he's listening to people who believe in interesting ideas? He will just let them talk about it. Cause Which that's one like is, Coast, is that Art Bell? 
Hyatt Tart Bell. Yeah, or yeah, now yeah. it's George Nori now, isn't it? Oh, okay. Art Bell's coming back again. But uh, he was the master of letting bringing out yeah. a person's story. So, yeah, that, what he said is that he went up into the woods for a long time. And he was got to the ability to pet squirrels. Like, squirrels wouldn't run from him anymore because he had become so pure. <laughs> he... So that happened to him, and then he saw a unicorn? But he wasn't in Africa. He never saw a unicorn. Okay. But it's the theory is unicorns will only come to someone who's very pure. Oh. So his point is, like, you know, you start with squirrels. It's like a starter unicorn. Right. And then, and then, a squirrel is like a, it's like a burner cell phone yeah. <laughs> for, for the aspiring drug dealer that is a unicorn handler. Um, you, you're, you're not Gus Fring just yet. Like you're just you just got your little you got your little card, your little pay card. Um, the, the it's it's I, I feel like that is something that would that's a conversation that I would never have with a cab driver, and when I'm with when I'm with. Dino Stamatopoulos, I feel like I witness it happen within 10 minutes, it'll turn out. If the bartender is into SM, it will come out. Wow. Like, 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 and, and Dino never says anything. He never, he, he doesn't like walk around going, who's into SM? Yeah. Um, but the bartender will just volunteer because I'm near Dino. Like, she'll go, so did you want a, a rum and coke? Okay, here you go. Like, God, can I tell you something crazy? I. <laughs> And, 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 and it's, it's uncanny. And I think with you, it's, I think this is a thing with people. Like, I think we emit, like, a, a an aura, a pheromone mm. or something. We kind of, it must be, right? Yeah, I think so. It's Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I'd much rather somebody talk about S&M than unicorns. But <laughs> on the same, actually, kind of, I like them both. But, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, this is something that uh, is a chaos magic practice where you look at the entire universe as, a, as an oracle, and when you go out into the universe with the intention of learning something, it will start talking to you, and, and whatever you're putting out, it'll reflect back and give you a chance to learn more about the universe. So mm. in this case, it was um, unicorns, man. <laughs> but they, you know, the idea behind unicorns is that they, he was knew all these crazy unicorn details. Like, <laughs> they, um, they carry a baby for two years in their stomach. Is it, is it, be, is it because the, the horn? <laughs> like, you should, get, you should get a baby unicorn out of you as soon as possible, I would think. <laughs> Depending on how that horn works. Well, it's, the horn is a receiver. The horn acts as a kind of antenna, according to him. Right, because nothing in nature has no purpose. Like, right. like, like God knows, uh, deer who have like way more than a unicorn horn—they're receiving all kinds of magic. <laughs> no, they're just—they're just deer. And he, this guy doesn't give a shit about deer, even though they have way more horns than unicorns. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of odd. Like, unicorns, are, they're, they're not that remarkable. They're just a, a horse with one shitty horn. Yeah. It's not, it's like they're almost less remarkable looking than a deer. That's right. Yeah. They, they are, they're, I guess they're, they're albino. There's something about the, they're, they're sort of white and, and glory. Big deal. White, there's white horses. Big but, deal. Their blood cures illnesses. Their blood kills, they're, well, you're, 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 you're just, Quoting like the monster manual. <laughs> like, like, it's, not, it's not, it's, I mean, 
I'm I'm saying that the image of a unicorn, like it's just a horse with a horn. That's the bare minimum requirement of a of a of a, of a unicorn. And it, I think it's kind of funny because if you add a second horn, you 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 immediately get like a gazelle. <laughs> And like a shitty one too, because it's like not curved yet. And you're like, oh, look at that shitty gazelle. Oh, that's not a shitty gazelle. That's a double unicorn. Oh, all right. Well, excuse me for not. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of unicorns, I'd like to talk about disabled people. Uh, I, 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 I was at Communicon today, and I was. At, this always, always like, like this is what my my heart always like kind of fractures a little bit because there's invariably if I do like a WGA panel or something like that. Um, th th this doesn't happen enough, but it happens frequently enough that I, I've I've marked the memory. It's like someone in a wheelchair will come up and they will want to talk about the really conspicuous lack of. Of of differently abled people uh, on television, mm. um, uh, I, I have a I have an inherent because I'm a big drunk slob. Like my job is to like be a curmudgeon, and I don't I, I I really I'm not a big fan of the idea of TV characters as ambassadors, you know. But uh, you know I think that I, I think that that's an unavoidable thing, and I do think it's notable. I think it's a fucked up thing that when somebody in a wheelchair you know rolls into a room, we all have a reaction where we kind of start to treat them like a living ghost. Um, because we don't, for the best reason, which is we don't want people to feel pain. And then there's always somebody, that, that, there's this uh, uh, wonderful young lady who came up to me as this aspiring writer who uh, was at, I don't, I, don't th I don't think she made it here to the show, but she was at, she was at Communicon. I think her name was uh, Lara. Yeah. Um, and she, she's, she's, you know, I had a long talk with her about, about this, and I've had this talk before, uh, which is that, you know, I, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is a podcast. If you're in a wheelchair and you're out there, unless you're just in one because you think it's comfortable, <laughs> I'm not talking to you if that's the case. Uh, you're, you're weird. Yeah, that, that's weird. Uh, if, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're differently abled and you are watching television and you're watching all these uh, jagoffs walk around, uh, not, not in wheelchairs, and you're waiting for that character to come on screen in a wheelchair, and then they do, and it's like the kid from Glee. <laughs> and and, and he, it leaves you a little empty inside, like a Snickers bar. Uh, kind of like, it was packed with peanuts, but it did not satisfy. Like, because, because, because ultimately, what it, what what is a what is a person that that has never come from that point of view going to do? What is the best job a writer could ever do? They're gonna they, the best job they could ever do from the most humanitarian instinct in the world is they're gonna write a shitty character. They're gonna write the definition of a shitty character. They're gonna write a character sitting in a chair with wheels on it that happens to be totally infallible and innocent, and ultimately like it leaves you continuing with, with like a sort of a bad taste in your mouth. It's like that's oh, nice, nice, nice to have screen time. But ultimately, like, kind of part of the problem. Um, and uh, she actually said they, they they have a phrase for it uh, among 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 the community. I, I think she, she, she they call it inspiration porn. Uh, wow. Uh, when it, when there's a you know there's a character in a wheelchair and they can do anything. And they're, 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 they're I re I remember a different Strokes episode where uh, Arnold made fun made friends with a kid in a wheelchair. And there was the the big moment in the different Strokes episode where Arnold said, uh, "Hey, we're having a good time." Um, uh, uh, come on, come on, come upstairs. I want to show you my goldfish. And he started running halfway up the stairs, and then he turned around and 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 he said, "Oh, oh God, I forgot." And the and the kid in his wheelchair at the bottom of the stairs said, "Arnold, that's the best thing anyone's ever said to me." 
And that, and that, that, that's sort of where we, where we peaked. I mean, we haven't really progressed beyond that from the Reagan era in terms of television's treatment of being, being differently abled. That's, what kind of sad life did that wheelchair kid have that that's the best thing anyone ever said? That's the best thing said. that could happen to me is you totally fucking forgot what my actual... Uh, it's not, you know, it's like, it's, uh, yeah. It, 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 and I, I, but I don't want to throw that under the bus because at least somebody was doing something even at that point. But but I just want to bring, I'm bringing this up not because, I don't want to talk to the my fellow fat, white, straight male writers that are out there. Like, like we should just, go, we'll keep doing what we're doing. But I really, God damn it! If you're, if you're, if you're, if you have the slightest thing wrong with you, uh, start writing. God damn it! Like because all of TV is written by people who are just the 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 career is one of privilege. You know, it takes a support system to pursue a career in writing, and and so if you do find yourself like wondering why television stinks for you personally like uh if you could muster it at all if you can weather that storm like get that get that script out there mother um the the because i mean once somebody goes to prison and then writes about it we get to have an orange is the new black and we don't have to sit and occupy our minds with questions about whether or not it's authentic and blah 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 as, and and progress starts to happen in terms of television. Like what we really want is just is just transparency and, and honesty and stuff. So I just I, I I was I was I was taken with that most of all. All the Communicon people, they always my my heart goes up and down and go all over the walls. You know, people they, you'll never have such an intense uh, uh, minute with one person as you do, and somebody who's like watching your broadcast network television show. They have one minute to explain to you. My brother committed suicide. Yeah. This got me through this. My, they, 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 these things that aren't meant to be fit into the can of one minute. They have to be, otherwise they. How do you deal with that? What do you? Do? How do you deal with that? Because that is an. Well, it's easy for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Well, that's great. Sounds like you're, uh, g- good job getting over it. <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> Looks like I nailed it." <laughs> Oh, do you want a picture? <laughs> They're the ones trying to explain to someone, no, you created something that that like really meant something to me, and their bodies tremor, uh, tremble, and they and their and their eyes water, and their and their and their spines shake, and they because they, it's uh, everything's so symbolic, and it's not. I haven't earned that. It has nothing to do with me. It's the show. It's a show that two hundred people make over five years, and it's right. like it means something to me. Um, and and they have that one moment, and they vibrate like. Like a like 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 the transmission is is like it's it's overwhelmed and I they're the ones that have the challenge I just, I just, I'm just like Robert Zemeckis going oh, oh yeah DeLoreans are great <laughs> uh, I, I I I I frankly enjoy it because it it would it would it would make me feel like a worse person if a line of people came up and said your job your 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 job makes me uh uh doing nothing worth everything like I. It's a way for me to trick myself into thinking that being a, a rich writer writing, you know, an opiate for the masses is like actually not what it is. Like, like because someone's going like, "No, man, my my mom left my dad, and I was all fucked up, and your show helped me." I'm like, "Ah, see, I told you I was a, a good person." <laughs> I did that with Lou Barlow once. I freaked out and did like the transmission breaking down when I got around Lou Barlow in in L.A. when I met him, and it was the most humiliating. 
mortifying moment in my life because I went to him trying to express this idea that, oh, fuck, your music got me through so much and helped me feel like I wasn't insane. And it came out like, I just... I, you're so great, man. I just uh, and he looked at me like, okay. It was awful because I failed that bad at even talking that I embarrassed both of us, and it was an awkward moment. And his but, friends looked. Everyone was like, oh fuck. I, I but I guess it like rains on him like that. Like hipsters come up stammering to him nonstop. Yeah, I don't think I, I. I assuming Lou Barlow is exactly like me. Uh, <laughs> I, I would wager that the response that you're to under which you're projecting, oh, I fucked up, and they're they're like you're a jerk. What what you're perceiving is them going like, I can't do anything with simply the root message that what's what's happening right now is difficult for you. I all I can do is stand, continue to stand by, and, right? Like because what would you say if some if somebody said this is really difficult for me, I don't know what to do. Like like in my Wisconsin. Fiber will not allow me to say it's okay. Just let it out. Like, like there's nothing, nothing I can say that won't make me a douche. You know, except so I'll just silence is what you need to do. You just go like, all right, okay. But then I think if you are that nervous, as we all have been, if I got in an elevator with Bob Odenkirk or Bill Murray or something, I like I have I have been in this situation. I have made an ass of myself, and 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 because I wanted to say so many things and had one minute to say them. Um, I, I, I think that then in those moments, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, calm down. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to talk about something. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll put a pin in what I was discussing. Uh, because... <laughs> Because I, I uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, thought it might be a good idea to drop by, and I said, "Hey, if you can poke your head, uh, have somebody give me the high sign." And he he just stepped into the oh, spotlight. Cool. Oh, awesome! I didn't know what I was like. Oh, oh no, you're, just, have you been in, a, in an elevator with Bob Odenkirk or something? Because you're like freaking out. Oh, I get it now. All cool. Right. Well, let, let, let's all get into an elevator right now with Joel McHale! Yeah! Double mic! Yeah! <laughs> Say it. Joel just worked the room. It's an audio podcast, so I'm doing play-by-play. Play. You do it. You get on there. Uh, Danny Pooty, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Pooty. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Danny Pooty, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Pooty. There you go. Yeah. That's... For the skinniest for... hipster here. <laughs> All right. Hey, hi. Yeah. Hey. Sponsored by Kettle, huh? Yeah. What a surprise! I know that you're. I know that you're. Uh, you're. You're. You're the sponsor of like a, a rival vodka company. I am. So uh, please rip the labels off of these, my friend. Uh, yes, Purity Vodka, way better than Kettle ones. <laughs> it's from Sweden. 
Good thing it's not from Germany, because it's called purity. (laughs) Dan, I have seen you you twice in two weeks. I know, it's crazy. It's really weird. It's like we're getting back to work or something. Hello, Jeff. Hello. I'm not Jeff. (laughs) That'd be amazing if Jeff changed into this somehow. (laughs) It would be a weird turn for him. Have you ever met Duncan Trestle? Have I ever, have I ever met Duncan Trestle? Fuck no, that. we were, yeah. I saw you at a party, no. but we never. I don't know. At, what, at Dan's house? Yeah, Dan's house. Oh yeah, we had a great conversation. It was, it was great. we didn't. No, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> we didn't talk. But right. you seem terrific. Yeah, Thanks, you seem you lovely. Too. How was uh, Communicon today, everyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how'd it go? It was good. I, 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 I talked to a person in a wheelchair. Oh, I, sorry. I, I did great. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Oh, sorry. They, yeah. How much longer did they have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> until they finish their Modern Family spec. Uh, <laughs> only three weeks. Oh. She's out there. Lara, now the pressure's on. Are we going to have a person in a wheelchair for a community this That's what season? I was talking about right before you came. It was like, you know, I want to I want to I want to be the I would like to be the sitcom that does that uh in a way that uh, doesn't uh, make everyone feel like a goddamn asshole. Yeah. I feel I I I hate the fact that uh yeah, I don't know. We had a I we brainstormed in the room once uh, we were talking about the Down syndrome thing. Like there are sitcoms we've seen characters with Down syndrome come on screen, and it's it's also like, oh, these are some of the most joyful, entertaining people in the world. But there's this social stigma where you feel like if you're laughing because of a person with Down syndrome, that you're laughing at them, right. and that you're automatically a bully. So one of the most ironic things in the world happens because I, I don't think it's politically incorrect to say that that that. Uh, Down syndrome uh, uh, people are, are are generally like incredibly joyful people that cause a lot of mirth uh, in yes. people. It is like one of the very positive uh, side effects of, of 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 it. And the people that work with them uh, are are the ones that, that that say so. So I'm not too worried about saying that. Um, the the uh, this. <laughs> When you see them on TV, it's again, it's like, okay, clear the runway. Let's all be right. cool. The president's in town. Let's cool it. I, 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 it's, the, the question becomes like, well, how would how would Thirty Rock have a Down syndrome character and not be like, you know, pandering and stuff like that? We we had talked we had talked to the writers' room, a community about like this, you know, we're like, what, what what would it be? And I was like, what if you made them a huge asshole? What we were going to do is we were going to create a character named Michael who was like just the guy that like he comes in and he just every time the dean wants to uh, uh, tell everybody something shitty, he sends Michael. So Michael comes in, and, 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 and it's just like, like if the teacher's salaries are getting lowered, uh, the lunch Please menu is Please tell me getting, you'll do that. He comes How often in do you say things here that actually wind up there? I, yeah, well, Please. yeah, plenty. Uh, that would be great. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. Okay. Well, All right. uh, that was a good market test. They responded well to that. They liked it. I feel like that. That way, it's like everyone's in on the joke. Nobody's even being made fun of. It's like the the joke becomes how society perceives and what what all society's kind of strange cathexes and things. I also want you know how do you do that with people who are physically differently abled or just. You Have know, you seen the new American Horror Story? No, it's it's amazing, and I know Jessica Lange is so strange. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, but it is super cool, and they use people who have actual disabilities, and it's and it's amazing, and it's not it doesn't seem exploitive at all. Yeah, Chevy's it's, on the show. It's, <laughs> you're right. Too soon. <laughs> I, I mean, within three years, it'll be too late. Now is the time to make these jokes, people. Chevy would appreciate these jokes, We're, believe you me. He would, he would love these jokes. Yeah, he, he would be the first to be, to be laughing at them, yes. yes. And by laughing, I mean, you know, calling us fat queers. <laughs> <laughs> his, his way of responding positively to us. The term of affection. <laughs> that was his Christmas card. <laughs> I love you, you fat queer. <laughs> Chevy. So what have you been up to between uh, d during during uh, community's death? How did you spend how did you spend uh, your Easter? <laughs> oh. Uh, day uh, well, I saw my grandma. Uh, she's 95. Um, I did a lot. She's great. She's a racist. But uh, <laughs> she has to be. <laughs> if she wasn't No, then... my grandma will uh, my uh, this is my 95-year-old grandma. She will go why do you have to say fuck so much? <laughs> and I was like, I just fucking have to, Grandma. Uh, I don't know. No, you. I think I'm sure you've told the story a million times, but we didn't know it was going to be picked up until the the last hour. Yeah. It was like at 4:30 in the afternoon on the last half hour of the contracts where they went. Yahoo has bought the show uh, with pelts, not with cash. They use <laughs> they use beaver pelts. Yeah, it was weird that, uh, and Sony's like, great, we're doing it. So, uh, uh, I've been, we, I bought a house, so I've been doing a lot of stand up to pay for that. Um, seeing my children, I have a nine and six year old. Yeah, weird. That's, doesn't, that's, doesn't deserve clapping. Uh, you can actually be a terrible them. parent for nine years and you'll still have a nine year old child. Thanks, yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's been uh, done uh, all over the world. I could be like, oh, no, I have a baby. I just shook it for hours. <laughs> I shook it for nine years. The result? A shaken nine-year-old child. <laughs> Same result. <laughs> but we went to dinner two nights ago, three nights ago. Yeah, we, no. had, we had terrible octopus. Terrible and, uh, octopus, but everything else was terrific. Yeah, man. Oh, did you guys hear about the family that ate puffer fish? In, in, uh, did you hear about this? It's yeah. terrible. This, this family... Had puffer fish, and there you have to be. You have to train as a chef for two years to serve this stuff. But it's it's a very sad story. Like their uncle caught it, and, and the they're disgusting looking fish. But the family, someone's like, it looked delicious. It seemed like it'd be amazing. But they ate it, and within five minutes, all of them were paralyzed and having seizures, oh. and they're all in the hospital now. So, octopus. I don't know. Made me think of <laughs> deadly puffer fish. It's where when you look up, I went through a day where I was like, wait a minute, pufferfish, blowfish, what's going on? Like, is there, what is the thing? And I looked into it, and it's like pufferfish and blowfish, it's kind of like 
It's all part of the same thing. I think it's the same. Yeah, I just remember that Simpsons episode. Basically, where, the, uh, there's like a there's like a whole kind of family of fish, all of whom puff up as a defense mechanism, and right. all of whom are deadly poisonous. Yes, um, and apparently incredibly delicious. That uh, people keep supposedly. Yeah. I read a thing where uh, the pufferfish poison. It uh, if you cut the fish correctly, it just tingles the edge of your lips uh, and your mouth. And if it's cut right, you swallow it and you're fine. Oh, who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that's no way. There's nothing that's worth that. There's no. no. Way. Nothing tastes that good. <laughs> nothing tastes that good. Like, like the the. Uh, there's that thing where you eat the you eat the partially fertilized bird egg. The rich people uh, do that, right. and then the baby bird bones. They the baby bird bones cut your mouth, and and your own blood is the is the is part of the del- delicacy. That is so stupid. Or like the uh, cat poop coffee, where the cat or the some sort of animal eats the coffee beans. It poops it out, and then that is your coffee. Which I've is had the, that. You've had your see, but you like you're an idiot, right? For uh, <laughs> you, you ate something that's something shit. Well, and you were you, like, uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how what? much of an idiot I am. Right. No, it, <laughs> if someone offers you this rare coffee, even if it's been shit out, it's I think it's weasels that eat it actually. But if someone offers you coffee beans that have been shit out of rare weasels. You drink right. it, not, Joel. Not, you drink not, it. No, that common weasel coffee is bad, right? Rare weasel. But by the way, it just tastes like coffee. Yeah. So. Tastes like actually tastes like chicken coffee. <laughs> That's it. I, I feel like if anyone said this is very rare, and and I'm like waiting for the next thing, and then it's like it was shit out of a weasel, I would go like I'm good. I don't need. You gotta live a little, man. And I, if I, Dan will attest, I'll eat, I'll eat almost anything, but, uh, but not that. But that's great. But you have your hipster beard and your friends and all that, and, <laughs> and I, I can't compete with that. That's... No, no infighting at Harmontown. We're all, we're all, we're all, we're all. What? <laughs> you just became the greatest politician of all time. <laughs> Because we were infighting, we're like, what's he going to say? Yeah. We're all distracted. And then... <laughs> I forgot what we were fighting about. <laughs> Drone strike. Ah, dang it. Well, you weren't looking. Drone strikes for everybody. Dan... <laughs> have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching The Nick since I uh, since uh, the show was picked up. Have you watched The Nick? The Nick? The Nick. Yeah. On Cinemax, the Steven Soderbergh? No, no. I don't know what that is. The... Is that, oh, is that about a guy who uh, every morning he cuts himself shaving, <laughs> and and the blood like shows him a crime that's going to happen? Amazing. Uh, no, uh, no, is <laughs> not what it is. It's about a guy that cuts himself every morning, and his droplet of blood becomes the newspaper from tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> get it straight. No, what is the Nick? Uh, Steven Soderbergh uh, directed ten episodes of this, uh, I guess, miniseries about Clive Owen stars about uh, surgery in 1895. Oh. Very similar to Community's new season on Yahoo Screen. Yeah. 
Yeah, mo- most of most of season six takes place at a um, a nineteenth century <laughs> surgery theater place yeah. that people are old men are watching. Yeah, us. and it's all it specializes in circus freaks uh, uh, who who don't want to be uh, altered, but who have to be uh, by the government. And uh, I would watch this. Show. And it's just it's real time because now it's streaming. There's no there's no time slots, so you can just watch. A person who was born with like a unicorn horn have it removed while they scream, "Please don't!" This is this is the only this is the only thing that makes me special. It's just it's just hacksawed off by a a leather aproned Freemason. I would watch that show. I would watch. It's fifty nine minutes on average an episode. Uh, it's available for a dollar ninety nine at do- Yahoo Screen. Yahoo Screen. Everyone. Dot org. Tri state leader in screen doors and windows. Uh, Dan, does does Kettle uh, ever trick you and send you flavored vodka? Uh, no. Sometimes bartenders do that. As if I like, notice. Yeah. Ah, that's the cotton candy vodka everyone's talking about. Yeah. Straight to vomit, sir. Uh, what I don't understand about here's something I don't under, uh, here's one of the 853,000 things I don't understand about Dan Aykroyd <laughs> I he, wish he, he, he decided to create his own vodka mm-hmm. he bottles it in a really expensive skull bottle Crystal it's not skulls. that great vodka no it's, it's no purity vodka <laughs> I just, it just seems like it's, it's all like bad business. Like it's it like, seems it's like, weird because the, the, when growing up, when you watch Dan Aykroyd do the Bassomatic, or uh, uh, I don't know uh, Ghostbusters, you're like, that is a guy that needs to sell me a spirit in the shape of a skull. <laughs> but at no point did you ever think of a skull when you thought of Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> no. But he's no. in the aliens. That's like a, that's a he believes that they're aliens and that the crystal skull is some kind of ancient artifact that aliens have left around. He's heavily into that stuff, very much believes in it. There's a a documentary where, like, a a neighbor of his, like, had a camcorder and just shot Dan Eckerd talking about aliens for two hours. (laughs) You you, you can watch that. Like, like, like... That doesn't sound boring at all. I mean, Dan Aykroyd is... I don't know if he's... I think he's officially diagnosed. I think he's, you know, he's he's out of the closet, Asperger's. He's, he's, uh, he's a... Did a, you know that Asperger's has been struck? Yeah, it's not a disease anymore. It's what are you, now what just is, a superpower. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Avengers. It's not It's not in the diagnostic manual anymore. It's just like... They're like, okay, never mind. It's just different grades of autism. Right, 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 right. What the, yeah, what the thing is. What, yeah. So, what so we, he's been fully diagnosed. Uh, what we used to call Asperger's, you can now all go back to be calling dork. <laughs> we, 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 we had a shining moment. I, I said we, like I'm diagnosing myself. The uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, yeah, apparently. Also Spielberg. Like, like, ah. like, I don't know. I looked it up. Sp- supposedly Spielberg also and adult he fall- diagnosed yeah. Asperger's. Uh, I noticed that in Blues Brothers. Aykroyd, like this, the original script for Ghostbusters is like 500,000 pages long. And it's like it's it's like it, it, when you, you can look it up, look online about it. Like 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 Aykroyd's vision of Ghostbusters 
minus Ivan Reitman kind of coming in, or I don't know who's to credit. It's all good movies are sort of a collaborative like fluke. I think uh, there's no there's no there's rarely like an auteur behind any of it. It's all sort of like that's because that that's why good movies are so rare. But but like Aykroyd's original vision is like in the form of this gigantic compendium, and same with Blues Brothers. Like if you watch the Blues Brothers. Uh, behind the scenes stuff. There's t- like like he had this whole uh, scene that he had in mind for the Blues Brothers w- that would explain why the Bluesmobile was able to go faster than cop cars, and it involved like the car being parked between electric pylons overnight, and it show like electricity zapping the car. Like it's very much like kind of go like man, I like Dan Aykroyd way more than I thought I did, and also, but I uh, like he's he's a way worse writer than I thought he was. And, uh, but uh, like yeah, it's like like he's he's sort of he's he's out there. He he loves the aliens and the ghosts and the sci-fi and like I really. Just, is... I would love to see a five hundred thousand page Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> It'll be like Watership Down. Just this goes on and on what, and yeah. on. I, I would. Lo- I mean, he would be an. That would be a dream guest to have on the show if Dan Aykroyd would come and just, 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 just pop the cork, let him loose, let him talk about the aliens and the crystal skulls and stuff. Uh, How do you think Kettle One would feel about it if he brought up his vodka? I don't think they're like worried about bad PR. Hmm. <laughs> I think maybe if I hit a baby with my car, the, <laughs> with your car or your what? Did you say your cock? <laughs> I, I think if I hit a baby with my cock, Channel yeah. uh, One will pull out of, <laughs> of their marketing agreement with them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think they'll, yeah, they'll go, yeah. Uh, all right, what else is going on? Oh, that yeah. that Dick Cheney's up to his old tricks again. He is. How about those Seahawks today? Whoa, Seahawks! Wow. Football is a sport. <laughs> Don't talk down around. to them. He's talking down to them. I literally cannot help but talk down to them since I am at a higher elevation than them. Don't brag about your height. I like the <laughs> I'm on a high jump on a stage. <laughs> we don't like sports. Were you in here. Houston last night? I was in Houston, yeah. How'd it go? It was alright. Just all right? No, it's all right. Yeah, I, 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 but, but not. To, I, I accidentally called them Austin. Oh, oh, hell no! That that got us off on the wrong foot. I love how I I was in uh, Canada, which is a state just north of here. Uh, no, I was in Canada and I went to Montreal and I thought I would. It was a TV special and I opened it up by saying hello, Toronto. And they were like, boo, fuck you, in French. You, you can't and, uh, unring that bell. But I just thought, you're in the same country, assholes. You hate <laughs> your own country. You hate your own city. And you're like, te- everything about Texas, I was like, oh, I love Texas. Texas is my, you know, it could be a country if it wanted to be. But they, ha- but we're going to hate this other city that's yeah, in but, our own yeah, state. Yeah, but civic pride is its own brand of pride. If you, yeah, call, if you, yeah, if you yeah. go to Milwaukee and call it Madison, it's like, well, you're, what you're saying is, I'm a rich asshole who got dropped in by a helicopter. I don't know where the fuck I am. That's that's what they're booing. <laughs> I see. And I, I was like, I, it was totally true. I had just, I I'd driven three hours from Austin to Houston and was like so proud of myself. Was like, listen, it's great. It's great to be at the Alamo Draft House. And they have Alamo Draft Houses everywhere in fucking Texas. 
Texas. So it's like you're you don't you can't. I was just like, look, all, all I see is awesome nerds and hipsters like that love cinema and Quentin Tarantino posters. Like I I kind of did think I was in Austin. <laughs> I, I forgot I was just there three hours earlier. Right. And I was I was I was like, yeah, man, it's great. It's great to be here at this theater. It's great to be here in Austin and all this stuff. And they were just like, oh, it was so sad. They didn't like boo me. They're not like kill them. No, you could just see them be like. Get but and, they, then, and then they came up to me at the intermission. They were like, "Look, we're we're from Houston. It's it, worse things could happen than to be mistaken for Austin." They're very nice people. They're the Milwaukee of Texas. Did you see the Reddit article about the Illuminati room in this Houston hotel? Did you? No, see I have that? a life. No, it's no. amazing. <laughs> He's great. I don't know why Joe McHale hates me, but it's kind I of badass. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, you have no other job other it than to receive like, my horrible insults. Feels, oh, I feel Look, honored. The people and behind that mirror are way worse than you. Look at them. Well, I think you might be in the Illuminati, friend. I am, my friend. Oh, exciting. You better cut your hair, hippie. I was about to say. <laughs> if no, you want to be a part of us someday. I was someday. about to say, you have a very reptilian haircut. If Thank I was a reptilian, you. that's exactly how I cut my hair. It only comes out when the sun shines. So. Wow. Wait, no, so tell, what was the Reddit thing? Well, somebody went to this hotel in Houston, and they gave them this room that had an obvious two-way mirror built into the wall, like it was a, a mirror in the wall, and all these really creepy, like, pictures that wouldn't be in a hotel room, like all these spooky pictures, the floor was concrete, had what appeared to be blood stains on it, the guy started taking pictures and immediately posting them on Reddit, thank God, and then the hotel called and said, we gave you the wrong room. And move them to a different room. Yeah, look it up. It's amazing. And then after it went up on Reddit and went viral, the uh, hotel was like, that's just a theme room that we have. It's a theme room. But there's like a... It's the Austin theme room. (laughs) (laughs) But there was like a picture of like a... On the wall is a framed picture of a guy who'd been convicted of like a lot of like white collar crime some kind of oil man who'd gotten in a lot of trouble and just it was it shouldn't have been a hotel room so <laughs> it was like what a weird fetish to get off on I, 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 oh that dude that white collar criminal oh man I know it's I'm a really so straight so but the number of the room I, I can't remember the number of the room but it was somehow connected to the skull and bones and you know so like people were saying oh this is like an Illuminati kill room where people who want to strangle a hooker or like stab someone to death pay a lot for the room and so <laughs> there's Houston <laughs> that can't be like, like that cannot be you you told me at one point you told me about the the there was the first cybernetic hate crime happened in Paris where like a guy was like a yes. cyborg and they tried to rip his thing off but it was just a guy who had chosen to bolt his google glass to his ear and no, it was like three years earlier. That guy had that drilled into his face. I tried to get it. I was actually trying to write this article for Vice, and I wanted to interview that guy uh, ab- about what happened. But it, it was actually drilled into the bone of his face. He didn't have it on his ear. It was in his head. So maybe it was on his ear. Was but... the name of the article, Hey, I Met an Idiot? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> You don't know what that means? He no. drilled into his head. Oh, the cyborg. Oh, no. I was still reeling from when you called me an idiot you earlier. An idiot. Like, oh, is this no, like Joel, another yeah. Mikhail Jack? the Illuminati, and I was playing along. That's a I feel like I have to, I have a responsibility here to explain. You guys have a kind of antithetical style. Like, like Joel, Joel's, Joel, Joel's, like, as a, as a biological. I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> 
I'm a velociraptor. Joel. Joel is a great, very hardworking, very charming, very sexually appealing man with beautiful a beautiful man, giant chest and and, yeah. and arms the size of my head. Yeah. Uh, but he only like comedically, all he knows is making fun of your clothes or your I like. Love like it. He just kind of like you're, you're, his instinct is it's just like you're like you're like hey, what's up with your teeth? Hey, fuck you, fuckface. Like you're kind of. <laughs> I can't help it. It's beautiful. I can't help it. I have children. Imagine how they feel every morning. (laughs) He he hosts the suit. Oh, look, I've got elves living in my home. Hey, kids, wake up. Joel Joel McHale was auditioning for the role of Jeff Winger, and it it was like we were going through the folly, the formality of testing him against other actors, and Joel comes into the the room, and immediately, like, there's like 30 people in the room, but they're all executives from Sony and NBC, and Joel just went around the room and ridiculed every (laughs) single... I love that. Uh, I was, I was I, like, like, just pointed at every, the highest, like you had a pheromonal ability to zero in on the highest ranking people. And, and, and I was like, hell, oh, good good to see Frank Stallone's here. That was the head of Sony. Uh, hey, would it kill you to wear a tie? That was the head of NBC. And it, it, was, it just worked the room. And it was and it was great. And it was funny. And that's 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 Joel's style. Because I'm crying inside. Yeah. Oh, you can't let crying. it get to you, Duncan Trussell. I, I love it. It's amazing. It's a flat. I'm honestly flattered by it. I think it's fucking cool. Oh, I think God. I like it. You're a sweetie, Joel McHale. I can feel the love inside of you radiating out. It's not love, but. Uh, <laughs> It's the only way I know how to behave. I want to be like that. I'm terrified. I can. I can never. I could never pull that off. I always wish I was more mean. I would like to be. Well, we can start right now. I can teach you. This just seems worthwhile. Let's teach right. Duncan Trussell how to be mean. All right, give it. All right, let's all right. do it. Pick someone from the audience. I can't do that, man. I'm not doing that. That's what you have to start with. You start with an innocent. <laughs> Just okay? like the, the Illuminati. That's the only way it will work. Okay. Is there anyone yes, in the audience who someone. feels like they him, would make father, a good... Him, father, him. All right, come on up here, uh, yeah. genius. Mm. All right, sit over. don't sit so close to me. <laughs> okay. Hey, don't sit so close to me. Is that good? You're learning, uh, Jedi. Right. Take one, yeah. All right, go ahead, ask him a question. So, uh, yeah, are you enjoying the show so far? Now wait. Whatever his answer is, it's wrong. <laughs> go ahead. You're doing great so far. It's good. The show, I'm enjoying myself. Well, the show fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. You're an idiot. Great. Good, 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 good. That doesn't make me feel good. Well, how could you feel good? You're wearing all black. What are you, oh, a fucking asshole? <laughs> oh, nice. 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 I'm sorry. This I'm guy's amazing. <laughs> Don't apologize. Don't apologize, you idiot. What are you doing? Luke Skywalker didn't didn't shoot a laser into the Death Star and then pull it back. Oh, oh no. Use the force, you fucking prick. <laughs> Ask him his name. What's your name? Ethan. Ethan! My name's Ethan! (laughs) Okay. Now, think of another person named Ethan that you don't like. Uh, 
Ethan Allen, shitty furniture. What do they sell? Jewelry? Furniture. What do you sell? Furniture? You Ask him why his facial hair doesn't match his head hair at all. Yeah, well, why now you're just feeding him. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm feeding him. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> so all right, that's all I got. No, no. You have to come up with a question for him. Uh, so, um, how long have you been the biggest asshole at this show? <laughs> I didn't. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I would never they say anything bodies. like that. That is horrible. Horrible. Is he horrible, teaching horrible. you, or are you teaching him? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the master, the, ma- the student has become the master. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so yeah, much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get him out of Vincent here. Vincent Van Gogh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He did look a little bit like Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. See, there's glimmers of genius in it. <laughs> he looked like Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, well, that was a deli- uh, I can't wait to see how this newfound power and exchange will affect our meeting with Spencer Crittenden. Let's bring him up. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? All right, all right. That's a bit much. I think they're doing it because you're still clapping. Good to see you. Hey, guys. Nice to see you, Spencer. Man, last night I was starving, and I, I was reduced to, it was like 3 in the morning, and I was trapped in a hotel. And uh, Was there a uh, Texas there, billionaire's picture for oil guys? <laughs> there was certainly a buyer's club involved. But... No, I was really at rock bottom. I was starving. I couldn't. I was too hungry to get to sleep. So I was, uh, I was reduced to eating the apple I used as a pipe in the hotel. <laughs> it, we've, uh, we've, uh, that's the original Thanksgiving, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was delicious, though. No, it wasn't. It was a green apple. Those are the worst. Was it, was it oh back? man, apple enthusiasts! <laughs> you was just it? got booed for saying green apples. Okay, what's the worst? The red, red delicious, or those Washington red are worse than green apples. But other than that, fuck you! I'm from Washington. It's a well. I don't think Washington ruined their apples. I think other people intervened. Uh, I agree. I retract my fuck you. <laughs> But, but I'm curious, what was gross about the? Was it that it was a green apple, or was it that was it its use of a as a pipe that made it? Uh, no, that made it great. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I was curious about. No, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. You you would never tell someone smoked out of it, other than the 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 blackened charred holes in the sides. <laughs> but no, it was it was uh, green apples are gross and they have thick skin. I hate apples. I think <laughs> oranges are better. If I were to have to compare the two. Yeah, but an orange pipe an orange pipe doesn't seem like it would work. Well, for a you'd while. be surprised, but when we were in San Francisco, I, I did not have access to an apple, so I hit up a seven eleven and got other fruits. <laughs> namely a banana and a lime, and a lime worked a lot better Why than didn't I you expected. Why don't you buy some rolling papers? I my hands get too sweaty and it literally disintegrates the, the paper as I roll it. And then I just have a pants full of weed. <laughs> So, yeah. the, uh, um, God damn it! Now I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. It's not your fault. <laughs> I feel like it was. Uh, no. Hey, shit. that's because okay. you're brain dead, you shithead. Yeah. There you go. That's how you do it. 
dunk and tribble, everyone. This became a roast. <laughs> I, I, I hope we can hit the reset button on, 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 on Duncan after the show is done. Because I love Let's him. bring up Vincent Gallo again. Let's see what he has to <laughs> So, right. I want to plug something real quick. Uh, I think the next episode that airs of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, unless they edit me out, I'm in. They probably did edit me out because I can't act, so, you know. Uh, You did a pretty good job in community, Hey, I don't need any Uh, of that. No, I really... It just makes me feel like everyone... Okay, you did a shitty job in community. Thank you. Thank you. You did great. I appreciate it. Wait, you're a professional actor, so you'd know. I would know if you sucked, yes. Holy shit, I guess I can do it. (laughs) It's... I mean, you just got when a bunch of when a bunch of rabble like these is into you, it's just like, oh, it's just a bunch of people that are wrong about stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I want I, I really want to know about that Illuminati hotel room. Like, there's quick, no quick Google search. I mean, yeah, somebody, you guys are always yelling at yelling stuff out. Somebody, go, look, get on your get on your Google. Tory Spelling. No. All right, what do you got? You really? Got, well, you got information? Can, can you? Can, can, do, well, uh, are the are the photos posted as well? Yeah. Why don't you bring bring, bring it? Can you, do you are you willing to bring it up here? We won't we won't we won't mock you. Well, you I guess t- I guess tonight's an shit. exception. Bring I guess it up here. What we are you might mock you. <laughs> what's your What's your name? Ben. Ben. ben? All right, I have All a right. microphone. Ben's and I'm going to give you the one that smells like cereal. This He's, smells like he, cereal. Ben's got a chain glorious bastards T-shirt on. Yeah. So if we alienate him, we've lost one-fifth of our audience for the sixth season. Uh, all right, so is there, right, what, what discoveries oh, are you making? That is really weird. Well, it's, a f- <laughs> it's way weirder than I thought it would be. Yeah. These are actual photos from the hotel room. Yeah. It's a podcast. I don't know if it's going to translate very well. I think they can it's, get the, the whole idea. Thing's gotta be, it's got to yeah. be like it's a, a hoax, show. though, right? That would be I'll interview Ben it. while you're looking at the photos. Okay. I could describe the photos. So, Ben, yeah. uh, judging from your haircut... Um, <laughs> there's no way. I'll let actually I'll let Duncan take a swing. You're a, uh, you you tr- you look like a gerbil. No, sorry, I can't do it. I yeah, love you, man. About, I'm uh, sorry. Between I'm so- you and Duncan, how uh, is the shooting of Black Sails going? <laughs> I don't know what Black. God, I don't know what that is. It's a I can- show. Oh, a pirate, it's a pirate show. show. Yeah, never. Oh. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> You're a uh, sweetheart. Do do, I can't do the mean. Uh, I work at a library. Huh. That's good. Reading's good. You can be nice. Thank he you. helps people get books. Thank That's you. good. This is all a setup. Come on, keep going. <laughs> ben, how old are you? Uh, Twenty-nine. Right. No, I don't think. So. <laughs> oh, this sucks. All right, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the pictures. It's very. How about creepy. that? It looks it's pretty creepy. Crazy. They're out there, man. What do you make of this idea, Spencer? Do you think which idea? Well, this idea that a guy got checked into a hotel room that turned out to accidentally be an Illuminati hotel room, and he posted about it on Reddit. Right. Then he's uh, wrong. He's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Why? Because he's on Reddit. Oh hell no! Shots fired! Pow 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 pow! Tehasta! 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 Gattaca! 
I mean, the skull and bo- I mean, the skull and bones is a real thing. That's a real secret fraternity that a lot of powerful people have been in. And I heard that you. I know there was a movie about it. I didn't see that. But I heard you have to lay in a glass coffin and people jerk off on top of the coffin. Oh, well, that sounds true. That's the least severe hazing I've ever heard. Like, like, they put naked people in freezing water and shit. You just get not jizzed on? (laughs) I mean, even getting jizzed on doesn't seem as bad as most of the stuff I I hear about. I would not want to be laying in a glass coffin looking up at a young George W. Bush spraying jizz onto the top of my coffin. wait a minute. Well, that's where you and I differ. You're you're in a... I feel like, but what if I told you that that in our society, ultra rich people get the privilege of getting to sit in a protected chamber while everyone around them is forced to humiliate themselves by jerking off uh, 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 onto uh, around them, and they get to look at their dicks and see them while they're coming without ever being touched by their cum? Yeah, it's tr- it's truly living the dream. Wait, wait I have a question. Yes. Why the fuck is Ben still up here? I was wondering. Kidding, stay well, right here. The, don't he brought move. up the Reddit post, and yeah, no, I, don't I know. What I'm do you joking. think, Ben? Do you, do you believe that the Illuminati have that? a hotel room in the? Uh, it, from the v, you know brief moment I looked at this, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, <laughs> there you go. All right, well, let's have a hand for Ben. Ben, everybody. everybody. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> All right. What have we learned tonight? I want I want handicapped people to write more scripts. A. Uh, jo- Joel's mean. Uh, the Illuminati is real. And they're, they're I've taught Duncan how to be mean. Duncan is now mean. Duncan is now mean. <laughs> what a dick. Ben works at a library. We work. We figured that out. Ben has a phone. Uh, <laughs> That guy looks like Vincent Van Gogh. Spencer, he's a he's a skilled artist. Don't complain, man. He's a great artist. Yeah, I wish I was Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, I don't know your art. I mean, it might be great. I'm not going to deny it could be. Sorry, audience. I'm wondering what to do with all these episodes because we went to San Francisco, Austin, and Houston. What what have we aired so far, Dustin? Because we got to. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna air stuff every two days. So, like, you, you guys got to hear the Lavar Burton episode in Austin. That guy. I don't know how much is projection. In, I mean, because he's yeah, he's perhaps you. the most positive person in the history of the world. He makes your he makes your knees shake a little bit. You can project a lot of stuff out of that guy if you want to. And he killed Troy in the Lost episodes of Community, <laughs> right? You're not he sp- ate him on a boat. You're not. Right? Sp- they're not supposed to know that. Oh! The season six entirely flashback episode. And is then the up. dean sends a Down syndrome person to tell us the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> Dan, what are you going to do in between now and the time we start shooting? Uh, I'm writing. What are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, don't you know how TV gets made, you piece of shit? Wow, what the fuck? Yeah, you just turned into Duncan. What the hell? <laughs> uh, let's let's meet somebody that came in from far away. I know. Is there? Is there a, um, I'm gonna say. Wait, hold on, hold on. I have somebody in mind. Hold on. Uh, Manitoba. I, 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 
it's Maine. Newfoundland. Kenny Bunkport. I appreciate you guys coming in from Boston. I do. I, I want. I want. I, I wanted to see, and I, I don't. If she's too shy, she doesn't have to come up here. Uh, but so I want to afford her the option to. Vincent not come Gallo, up here. come on up again, bud. Hey, uh, Danielle, say nothing if you don't want to come up. Okay, Danielle, do you want to come up? Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Danielle came all the way from Liverpool. England. Wow. For Communicon. She didn't even come here for Harmontown. She wasn't even going to come here tonight. She came for Communicon from Liverpool. That's a community fan. Danielle, with people in your peer group uh, walking around, uh, how many, percentage-wise, how many would know community? Not many. No, okay. not very many at all. Okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Danielle. I'm trying to change that. I've, I've got quite a few people into it. So. Really? Yeah. All right. Dan Duncan? <laughs> My question for you is, what, what does the term Liverpool come from? I, I don't know. It's the, it's the pool of life. That's what the, the, our city is. So city's name means. Ah, that's nice. I so, yeah, it's not a pool of livers. <laughs> it's like a the pool of li liquefied ever. liver. Yeah. Uh, I would agree that but the liver has done great things for all of us on stage. That it is the giver of life to all of us. Yeah, Cheers. I feel like I need to bathe in a liver pool uh, <laughs> if I'm going to keep going. <laughs> oh, come on in. The, it's <laughs> It's, it's real warm in here. It has rejuvenative properties. <laughs> is that is that offensive, Danielle? Okay. <laughs> I just love the doing the. <laughs> uh, what? So yeah. What are, you, are there? Beatles statues in Liverpool? Yes. Yeah. Everyone's obsessed with the Beatles. Yeah. Are there like like, are there like, really the, like 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 uh, 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 bus bus benches where? You not enough people can sit on them because there's a fucking Paul McCartney like bronze Paul McCartney shirt. Because you know sometimes you go to, in, in American cities, you'll you'll be in like Spokane, Washington, and you'll be like, how come I can't? How come I gotta walk? What the fuck is it? It's a statue of Mel Blanc. What the fuck? <laughs> like, like like it's just been like how come how, how come it's harder to get my coffee today? Oh, there's a there's a statue of like some some guy some you know Jim Davis was born here. Okay. <laughs> All right, fuck Garfield. Fuck, <laughs> fuck my life. Why, is it, why, why, why did this happen? Who's the second most famous band in Liverpool? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> where are the Arctic my Monkeys really from? Likes, uh, not Liverpool. Right. <laughs> I don't know where they're from. They're not. They're Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, there you go. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Elvis Costello's from Liverpool. My dad really likes Elvis. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's cool. <laughs> well, right. I'm Elvis Costello and I want to sing about a place called Liverpool. <laughs> and I want to play guitar and be a Costello because my name is Elvis Costello. He just rhymed Costello with Costello. <laughs> Could you pretend it Elvis Costello is from Liverpool and not Costello Elvis. 
I, I got a question for everybody sitting up here. So, like, if you were walking into a public restroom, right, and on the bathroom counter is a tray of cupcakes, would you eat the cupcakes? Let's start with Danielle. Yes. You yes. would eat cupcakes off a bathroom counter? I thought yes. so. <laughs> I would, too, for the record, you know. Duncan? Are they gluten-free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Then I'll eat them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Joel hasn't eaten a cupcake since 1982. <laughs> yeah. A and B, like I would be in a public fucking bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Joel hasn't been in a public bathroom. Right. <laughs> the last time you peed was it Rupert Murdoch's yeah. jet teleported you to the so moon. Say, you might as well be, so say you're on Mars and a Pegasus walks up and begins and offers you a cigar. Would you take it? You are you're, you're yeah. able to. Yeah. You're you're the same age as me. You you work as hard as me. You're very much more handsome than me. But you're an actor. I'm a writer. But you you hobnob with the the, the the fact that I got my job back is because you're a more politically facile man than I am. You are friends with the people that I hate. <laughs> like I, I mean, and, and you you're, you're I'm so curious about that. Like you, you you go on their yachts. You go golfing with them. Like I, I, that makes we you go sound like golfing a douche. on their yachts. <laughs> uh, uh, that's how big their yachts are. But like, right. you're, you're you're like a networker. You know how to you know how to do it. You're a charmer. You're a diplomat. You're Jeff Winger. Like, how do you think I got Danielle up here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you keep the bile down oh. in your stomach when you're talking to a uh, captain of industry? Because the bile tastes like champagne, my friend. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, rosé champagne. <laughs> Dan, there was no other option to to not have you back would have been much like a samurai or like a Japanese general in World War II. It was either victory or suicide. So uh, you can look up your history because that's what they would do. If they didn't win the battle, they would kill themselves. Did you uh, did you have to do shameful things to get me back? Is that what you're saying? Not in my mind, but in a lot of your minds. It he laid be- in a glass coffin. Without the lid. Oh. Open casket. And I was the one who removed the lid. <laughs> I see you coming on the coffin and it's glass, but all you come to me and all the coffin's glass cannot protect me from insanity. Run a like, if you were the recording mixer, you'd be like, Elvis Costello has a horrible infection, and he needs, his sinuses need to be cleared out. What's going on? What's happening? Come on, that guy's deep. He's just singing about anything. I just proved it. Dra- Did you say drapes and windows? Yeah. Ever heard of them? <laughs> no. It's called feng shui, baby. No. no, my assistant installed them, so I don't know what they are. You have an assistant, baby. All right. Sorry, Danielle. Are you offended by any of this? Okay. 
Let's hear your Elvis Costello impression. Okay. All right. Danielle, what's your... Uh, uh, you came here from Liverpool. You weathered the storm. You, you weren't even going to come here tonight. I, I, uh, like, I want to make it worth your while. Like, is there a problem we can help you with? Like, do you have anything going on? Do you want a husband? Duncan will propose to you tonight. Will you marry me, Danielle? Don't. Are you kidding me? she made the right choice. Maybe that's what she wants, is to reject someone tonight. Maybe that's the part of the... Yeah, is there, there, there's no there's no pain in your life that we can help alleviate. No, you're having a good life. I'm you're, pretty good right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, you could afford to take this trip. It's not yeah. you didn't you didn't like break the bank doing it, right? <laughs> it wasn't. It was quite expensive, but it was like. How much was the plane ticket? Uh, about four hundred odd pounds. Exactly. Well, that's Joel that's like three quid. Joel McHale is going to reimburse you tonight, and that's why we brought you on stage. <laughs> Joel McHale, everybody, give her a round of applause. Hold on. Uh, oh, he's the guy. He'd never come back. <laughs> I drove. I'm sorry. Uh, he really, he really left. No, he didn't. No, he's no, actually. he's actually going into a giant gold, a chest of gold he carries around with him. And he's getting... Oh, my God, he's doing it. Wait, how much... <laughs> how much cash do you carry with you? <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, we can't... Yeah, let, let's, let's fill... we got to stretch, Duncan. we got to fill this so time. So when I was on the airplane this morning... All right, shut up, Spencer. Joel's back. <laughs> Oh, and he brought British money. Yeah! Oh, it's America. Joe McHale! That's cool. Joe McHale just 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 pressed a wad of good old green ass Kentucky backed Uncle Sam Skrilla. Right. Into I had to the... go in there to pull out of my butt. <laughs> Into the imperial palm of this royal layabout. Yeah. Because that's what the British need, more money. <laughs> that's America Give it. That's t- you, you go back and you tell Elizabeth, we said, what's up? Yeah. USA! 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 Could you believe the colony of all the 50 states and all? The banners and the stripes and all the marines and all the drone strikes and Veronica. <laughs> Stop filming. <laughs> I thought you said marines and garlic I said, well, and drone strikes. <laughs> marines and garlic and drone strikes. Could you put benferine and anti-vaccine and the drone strikes? I loved it. <laughs> She's counting it. She's counting it. Yeah. She I get thumbed it. through it. That, that, that's called the Glasgow thumb through. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, she can, she can make count. an assumption about the Scottish. How dare you? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. unsolicited, but now definitely a, fa- a fantasy come true. My God, tell us we're good people. You don't have to. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing the only thing left that could possibly make you feel better is if you played Dungeons and Dragons with us, right? Do you want to Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure Joel will be will be a wonderful D and D player. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> Is that? Do we need more participation? I played a lot of Top Secret growing up, but not as much Dungeons and Dungeons. That's you know impressive in its own right. So I still have my original Top Secret box at home with um, all my characters in it. <laughs> that's really cool. It's like I'm really turned on right now. Yeah. Good thing you're sitting down, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And I if got you have as much hair clock. on your head and face as you do around your dick, it's going to be hard to see. Well, there's more, my friends. There's more where that came from. Spencer's, Spencer's longer been looking too. at uh, Shadowrun books uh, lately. Oh, yeah. This guy this guy from Austin, Piledriver. Who's, that's his nickname. I can't remember his real name. He gave me a Shadowrun book, and it's pretty great. Hold know? on. You know a guy named Piledriver? He's, he's from Texas, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is he, he a went, wrestler, I pray? <laughs> no, he's a nerd. <laughs> like, he's yeah. Either. Okay. We, he gave me uh, his book. He said he had an extra copy and that he, he's, he's a lover of nerd culture and, you know, he wanted to spread the wealth. Okay. I'm a lover of nerd culture. My Hit name, it, my name's Kyle Driver. <laughs> I want to treat you real nice. <laughs> Nerds deserve better. You come in the back of my rig, I'll treat you real nice. <laughs> I, I, I don't, Nerd. I don't, uh, thank you, Mr. Driver. My name's Driver. Kyle Driver. I, I, I feel like you're just saying uh, that you love nerd culture. I to love me nerds. Once you come in my truck, I love uh, nerds. You don't seem like a nerd. You seem like a long haul trucker who just wants to have sex with you. I'm you're not nerd. even wearing the nerd clothes. I'm, You've got a I'm a nerd hat. for Waylon Jennings. I'm a nerd for <laughs> highways. I'm a, uh, I'm I'm a, a nerd a... for fisting. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you have a sidekick with you that is... That, that there's my rig, my rig, my rig kicker. Look, I'm I have to get back weasel. to the coffee shop that I work at. So uh, hey, I'm a nerd for coffee. Give me a okay. give me some coffee. I'm a nerd. I've, I got coffee that came out of a weasel's asshole. And, uh, and my friend's a foodie. He's a foodie and a nerd. Uh, We're gonna, look, my girlfriend from Liverpool and I just want to uh, just we don't want any trouble. Oh, I'm a I'm an Anglophile too. Okay, great. I love Monty Python. I love. He you're loves most, angles. Huh. <laughs> you're the most agreeable predator I've ever met. So, show you a faulty tower, you won't forget. Whoa! <laughs> Come on out back to my 18 wheeler. I'm an anglophile nerd, weasel, coffee butt. I love Shadow Run and D and D, D and D Ten Four. I will play Bonnie Vare as a straddle you. Come on back. I got a six-level rogue with a vorpal sword with a bag of holding inside of his keister. Feel like you've just memorized a lot of words <laughs> to lure me into your cab? This is Greyhawk coming down from the ten to the five. <laughs> I, I should when when I was playing D and D with my high school friends, this guy, you know, like that movie, The Fly. This guy got trapped in a teleporter with a bag of holding, and he. Turned, Which version of the fly? Uh, I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> the one where they get fused, you know, fused together. Right. The fly and the person. 
I'm yeah. sorry I derailed this story. No, I no. I regret it. It's important it, to clarify. The Goldblum version, yeah. right? Well, again, I never saw it. I heard that in the audience. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he fused with the bag of holding, and then so he gained the ability to, like, store up to, you know, 50 cubic feet in his asshole. <laughs> it was one of the most useful uh, mutations you could have, man. Agreed, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> a simple yes or no, Danielle. I mean, either it's useful to have to be able the to show hinges upon you agreeing or disagreeing to this. <laughs> All right, she's just gonna. <laughs> okay, someone know. just yelled out more radio uh, CB signals yeah, yeah. to your. <laughs> He's yeah. got Tourette's. All it's right, fine. D&D. Yeah. D&D? Yes, I do. Yep, see? I know stuff about people. <laughs> do you want to pass these character sheets down? Uh, yeah. I Just do. top to bottom, you know, regular top style. Top to bottom, 10 to 5. I got a <laughs> Look, got you a keep saying things that nerds post. know, but it sounds like... Hey. It's like that movie Mimic when the huge cockroaches look like they were homeless people on the subway... And I'm going to keep going with this analogy because it was. Remember what, that movie? What for, Oscar winner's movie? Say remember it, the movie uh, Mimic when the guy kept going, Miss. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Are you talking about Armageddon? It's, it's, that's that's a that's a fifty dollar right, bill us, from uh, Joel. Can you give uh, Meltdown another eighty dollars for their microphone? <laughs> Can we edit that out so that... Because people, I, I think people are going to love that while they're jogging. People are going <laughs> to be driving to work and their, ah! their car is going to flip over. All right. Uh, okay. And uh, here, Duncan, you're, you are Quark. You're not Krista Burke, so you don't have to mutilate. Great. Thank you. I'm sorry I did that. I really am. I wish I'd never mutilated Kamel's character. We're all human, man. And you've, the, you've never the... really played D&D before. You don't know what's what. It's all good. Yeah, I should never have done that. I'm sorry, Kamel. I, I should have never done a lot of things that I'd done. In the movie Mimic, there's an old man. <laughs> there's these like moth monsters that inhabit the subway and the... Uh, the, they the, look like old men in trench coats. And the only way, the only person that knows right away is the autistic child of like a shoe shine guy. And the autistic kid calls him uh, Mr. Funny Shoes. Like, like it's, and so, and so his father keeps going like Mr. Funny Shoes. You gotta watch the movie Mimic. <laughs> and then the kids bring home a, a a huge cockroach baby. And with the best part is that they stored in a Cheerios box, which I'm sure I can't imagine the meeting they had with, with General Mills, where they're like, we want to store the deadly baby. Uh, is that Mimic One or Mimic Two? Mimic One. Okay. Mimic Two's a joke. <laughs> mimic One is Mimic. The only Mimic. This motherfucker's a Mimic purist. Everyone knows that the best sequel is called Mimics. <laughs> Like aliens, come on. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I liked Mimic. <laughs> Mr. 
stuff on these shoes. He like yells it out like, like the, the phrase Mr. Funny Shoes done in this horrible Italian accent happens a lot in that movie. <laughs> Mr. Funny Shoes. Mr. Funny Shoes. Uh, hey, Spencer. Hey. I have a uh, post-it mm-hmm. from the uh, <laughs> Netflix original Arrested Development. It's a classic. Um, it says gained items, robot baby plus power unit 300 gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, you said, did you say you had a question? That was no, I, I was letting you know that I have it because I'm going to kick your ass all over this thing. Come I on. mean, yeah. Oh, he I knows can't. how to what play. I did that? No, is that uh, that was part of the character that I'm supposed to be? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you got a robot You have baby. a robot baby. All right, great. All right. And All right. It, you could kick anyone's ass with that, man. So you in the live audience, like, you, you, you're you, a couple episodes behind. Several, because maybe. Because we haven't aired the podcast. but that's So you have to pay particular attention to uh, Spencer's uh, summary. Yeah, this is like watching Game of Thrones yeah. four episodes ahead. And, and, you're and, like, and, and, and yeah, and you guys on stage, you 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 yeah, you, 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 you you have to listen, really listen because. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dusty, do you got any music or? Duncan. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You and I in a little balloon. <laughs> those are not the lyrics to them. <laughs> you and I in a little balloon. Ninety-nine red. That's that's closer. <laughs> I started trying. I tried to do the German version. Officer orange, sometimes green. people A worry, worry, super scary. Last time on Harmontown, our heroes were deep underground on a sacred and secret passageway known as the Ghost Way. After leaving Rose Book, our gang was headed to Fornheim, the frozen city, to confront Admiral Darkstar, but they didn't know where to go. So they hired a guide, one young boy named Lil Baskins. Baskins was cheery, but wasn't as he seemed, for the group quickly seemed to suss out his true nature, that he was, in fact, the ghost of a long-dead child just trying to earn an honest dollar. The gang embraced Baskins in love and acceptance, and the group was off. Lil Baskins guided them into a secret and pitch-black passageway, warning them that the spirits don't appreciate the light, and they attempted to blunder through the darkness blindly. But after falling into and overcoming a pit trap, Chris DeBerg realized that he had night vision goggles. The trip was about to get a lot easier. Or was it? What mysteries lie ahead on the ghost way? What spirits lurk in the dark depths? And what of the robot baby? Find out now. Uh. That was so serene. Like I, I want, I want that CD. Yeah, can for you when get I that to us? That's that what Kataro, I, I think. That, I hope that's a local artist that we can all support. Like the, the end of a Felicity episode. It's like if you liked tonight's D and D music, go, go to go to go to go to Jet Jetface. <laughs> Jetface is Jetface is at LACMA this week, I think. Yeah, his, he, he has a, a live installation. Jetface picked a name ironic to his genre of music. He's largely an ambient artist, but he, 
He wanted to he wanted to make a big impact on that scene. A jet face. Coming to the stage now is Jet Face. You can see Jet Face's work at the new LA Natural History Museum in the dinosaur exhibit. Hit the music, hit the music, hit the music. Well, you learn about glaciers. Jet Face will be playing. They won't play the music while you're doing it. Oh, no, it doesn't. I mean, come on. Jet Face. Oh, he's got to cue it up. The, the cassette has to be rewound. <laughs> oh, shit. But don't worry, it's on a metal tape, all right? Jet Face <laughs> is coming to your town. I'm Jet Face's manager, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Do you like in your face ambient sounds that relax the fuck out of your entire nervous system? Do you want to be swept to the fuck up in cosmic serenity? Come to the 3rd Street Wilkinson Bridge. We're going to show slides of glacial movement. Blue whales fucking. With music by... Jet face. And that... That was just Jet Face's manager. That was just his... That was the pitch. Uh, that was the pitch. Yeah, if you hang out with the actual guy, your hotel room's getting burnt. <laughs> yeah. His hotel rooms have concrete floors. Uh, <laughs> melting skulls. Oil paintings of Rockefeller. <laughs> Dan, I would see Jet Face in a second. That, uh, Jet Face! Jet Face! <laughs> See the Austin bats fly out from under the bridge and jet face. Don't you mean Houston bats? <laughs> oh, no! You're right. Wait, too, well, soon, too soon. Too soon. What were they booing? I don't get it. Uh, they don't. They don't know what. Ah, uh, it's gone. <laughs> so usually everyone doesn't know what's happening. Is that what's right, happening? Right. Yeah, that's usually the yes. That's the case. You're in so, total complete darkness. You can hear the echoes of your voices, and you find that from what you can hear, you must be in a huge underground cavern. You've just passed the pit trap, and you're, you're reconsolidating blindly and ready to uh, or taking stock of your situation. Who's Chris DeBerg here? It's, 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 it's uh, Danielle. Or it's Joel. Okay, so you just, uh, your character just put on uh, dark vision goggles, right? Well, he didn't put them on yet. Would you like to put them on? I don't care. <laughs> Uh, does it advance this podcast? Yeah. Of course I put on my dark vision goggles. I would love to. No, who's... Yes, I cannot wait. I put on the fucking goggles. <laughs> Putting on the goggles, everything comes into sharp relief. You're on a narrow pathway that's no more than ten feet wide, stretching on into darkness, flanked by bottomless pits on both sides. You'll have to watch your step. We watch our steps. <laughs> You watch your step, but they can't because they're still blind. Hey, what do you see? What do I see? You see a pathway flanked by bottomless pits. I see a pass pathway with a bunch of bottomless pits, and there's a woman from Liverpool with us. <laughs> All right, we'll, 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 we'll watch our step. <laughs> you, you can't watch your step. You're blind. Well, I'm... <laughs> what? 
Well, why, they, why can't we do like the hokey pokey? They do one pokey. of these where they're like, they go like this. Yeah, he's I like miming. that. He's, he's, he's doing a prancing pony. <laughs> uh, like, like... <laughs> He's, he's putting his his foot in front of yeah. We, like they're we, dipping I mean, it into water. Like he's t- he's he's telling us because he can see. He's like telling us, okay, we're standing on a very narrow thing. So yeah, we're should we should we fire up like a? Oh, I shoot an arrow at something. I just <laughs> shoot an arrow into the darkness. Can I, I'm just gonna cast mage light. You miss. Uh, okay, you cast. You can roll a die. How do you know? What? Because uh, you didn't. Hit any, or you didn't aim at it. All right, sorry. Can I, can I little, little Baskins? Oh, hey. I, I'm about to I, cast Mage Light. Is that cool? No, I told you. Total darkness. The spirits don't appreciate lights. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. So why don't we do like the hokey pokey where you put your hands on each other's shoulders yeah. and and he leads us? Yeah, it's like a wet. It's like Is a it wedding. Like the hokey and pokey, the, the, like, the, 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 the thing. Yeah, where it's conga like, line. You fucking idiot. <laughs> That Where did good. you get that shirt? You... Fuck off! I call it the hokey pokey when I'm in a Let's cave. Let's get through this dark cave, assholes. <laughs> Spaddle over this nice foreign lady. <laughs> She's from Liverpool. That's yeah. that's 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 called Tuesday. Uh... <laughs> Spencer, we're doing someone, a conga line. Someone me today. <laughs> yeah, in conga line formation, in cave? <laughs> you find it really easy to make your way through uh, through the through the passageway. It turns out that that's all it took. Great. I spent ten minutes on that. Thank you. So you get you get to the end of the passageway and you can feel the wind coming in from the other side of a portcullis. That's a that's a locked gate uh, with mechanical armaments that make it work. And uh, a portcullis is a locked gate. It's like a locked gate with Why don't gears you just and say shit. Locked gate because a portcullis has gears and shit, and gates don't typically have gears. I don't. You're think. right. I stand very correct. Why are you trying to? Wait, he's the dungeon. master. I'm a dungeon master, man. What? I'm a dungeon master. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a Joel played football in uh, yeah the real school. Dungeons and Dragons. So he's like <laughs> he's kicking sand on the umpire. That's what he's doing. They have right, umpires, in a lot of umpires in football. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect touch shot. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Strike three. <laughs> Two yard penalty. All right, so, okay. Yeah. All right, you find yourself at this portcullis. Uh, the, the wind blowing in your face indicates that you must be near the surface as fresh air is flowing. If you could get past this portcullis, you might be out of here. Little Baskins is like, uh, I don't know how to, you know, I just usually phase through walls, so I don't know how to help you guys out. The robot baby said that? A little Baskins, he's a ghost boy. Ah. We have a robot baby and a ghost boy. <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I can understand your confusion. We what, uh, what, we asked the robot baby, what what should we do? We're at this complicated gate. We should uh, we should try and unlock it. I think unlock I mean, it, robot baby. Wait, hold baby. on, hold on. We should try to lock it. I think. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, right, everybody. Now. That makes sense now. That's how Good. robots talk. That's how robot babies talk. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of two voices I do. All right, robot baby. Well, do you think you could unlock it? I can do it as sure as I can like getting kicked. (laughs) (laughs) 
You like getting you like getting kicked, robot? I love baby? it. I I kick the robot baby. He likes it. You knock him into the portcullis, and he hits it with a sharp clang before bouncing off. He said he can like getting kicked. He what? He said he can like getting kicked. I sure can. He can also like not getting kicked. Right, robot baby? I sure can. Yeah. <laughs> He's in his, he doesn't feel pain, clearly. <laughs> I love that you immediately kicked him. <laughs> he said he likes getting... I, I misunderstood. I thought he said he likes getting kicked. He said he can like getting kicked. I can like it. <laughs> and Wait, then he, did him kicking robot baby into the gate unlock it? <laughs> no, oh, it yeah, yeah, not. yeah. We all contain multitudes. All right. <laughs> Christopher, you're a. Christopher a thief, right? He sure is. Christopher. I'm Christopher. Oh, you're Danielle. Okay. Well, who's Danielle? Oh, Danielle. Dignity. Okay. Do you want to be Christopher? No, 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 no. No. I mean, uh, it's not a big deal if they. Joel, Christopher, you're a thief. You could unlock the gate. I will steal the gate. Yes. <laughs> I put it in my robe. My cape. My hooded cape. Oh, uh, I will use whatever you would recommend to unlock this gate. Well, I'd ask I Dan. let the chef I, choose. I'd, that'd be cheating. you got to ask Dan. Dan probably can help you out with oh, Dan. Well, you should probably have some thief tools in it's your true. inventory. Would that be in my gear? Yeah, yeah, I promise you have thief tools. Oh, I'm going to use boring podcast to get through that. <laughs> I'm sitting here reading in front of you. I'm quietly reading my gear. And not just And you're like, "How dare you? We can't the tension is huge." <laughs> we, uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to say a number of things and you tell me if I can use them, team. All right. Uh, thieves tools. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, I, I was, I'm so sorry I lashed out the way I did. It's all right. It's all right. The world is changing, man. Yeah. Uh, I do have some acid if you need that later. And yeah. one, one bola. I don't know what that is. That's a. Uh, Should I use a smoke bomb? You could. I mean. No, I'm going to use the thieves tools on the road, the gate on the. Uh, what do you call it? Shut up. I don't care. Using using your thief's tools, you completely dismantle the portcullis and can easily detach it and take it wherever you'd like. You're wow. Welcome. Yes. You're welcome, assholes. Yeah. Thank you. See? Uh, oh, see? You played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's just like on that yeah, TV was, show. It was pretty... <laughs> yeah. It was like the cartoon from when I was a kid. <laughs> and that movie with uh, one of the Wayans brothers. Oh, my God. That movie was Is so good. Awesome. Yeah. What? It's it, everyone. Jeremy Irons was amazing He's in that so movie. Good. Oh, my God. Dan, it, have you ever had the Dungeon Master flip out like this? I don't think so. I, I never talked to him about the shitty Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's so bad. It starts with like he murders a dragon and then CG blood, which is doing the same thing that normal water, you know, colored red would do downstairs. But it's terrible CG, and you're like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> and it doesn't disappoint in that it completely disappoints. I just remember like one like monster guy in the city going like. If you want, I will cut out your heart. Like, he does, like, this really weird performance thing. And, uh, 
Yeah, uh, that was it. Uh, I, I, and I was I, I, my face turned bright red, and I like I, I just looked down at something for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. There's this guy with blue All lips. Right. Through oh, the portcullis. Yeah, that was the guy. He looked like a Ferengi, kind of. And they never explained that choice, and it doesn't matter at all that yeah. he looked like that. Oh, my God. So I bet they, good. I bet, I bet they, Please the, watch the it. The grips were high-fiving that guy. What an <laughs> awesome acting choice. Yeah, that was amazing, where at the end of your line, you went... <laughs> that wasn't weird at all. That was actual acting. You did great. I'd love it if... Shut up, Danielle. Let us play. <laughs> How did this get made to do the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Woo! Yeah, tell them that. Portcullis threshold transgressors, ho! <laughs> you walk into a natural stone cave that's dimly lit from the outside light. Lil Baskins is like, you know, when we get out, it's gonna. Oh, wait, that's not his voice. Sorry. Lil Baskins is like, when we get out, it's gonna be real cold. And, you know, unless you have some serious parkas, we're gonna need to gear up or you're freeze to death. Okay. So just, uh, you know, keep that in mind. I put on a coat. You don't have a coat. I put on the gate I just <laughs> dismantled. I, I, light, can... I light my flaming sword. I have a flaming sword. You do that. So I, I light it or whatever you do. I click it to get it going. <laughs> and I would like to say thank you for that. Thank you. So we have warmth now. So it works, right? Yeah, you guys have warmth currently. Don't I still have a thing of resisting elements of something? I think there's the resistance cloak, but uh, yeah, I mean, if Lil but Baskins that's... is like, that cloak's not going to work. What? Winter's coming. <laughs> I put on the amulet of autumn, so it's not that cold yet. <laughs> <laughs> But that smells like burning leaves. That's the season it currently is. It smells like pumpkin spice. <laughs> Are you, is it, you're, little Baskins? It's gonna get so cold out there that resist elements doesn't work. Well, resist elements is a spell. I'm talking about your cloak of resistance you got there. It's pretty shabby, if you ask me. Motherfucker. <laughs> what do you recommend, little Baskins? Some warm animal hides. Mm. We gonna go hunting? What? Are you, Whatever you want. Did man. we just or spin off into a different like series? Like, we're, it's just going to be about us hunting and carrying leather. Hey, do you want to freeze to death? Because it could be about that instead. <laughs> I uh, kill Danielle's character and hide inside of her body. <laughs> She's a tauntaun, right? It's like that. All right, I don't. I, I retract that. All right. All right, guys. Well. I guess we have to go hunting for indigenous species. This is so exciting. Let's go looking for stuff. So as you're exiting the cave, you hear the sound of uh, some sort of snoring beast. <gasps> I hope it has fur. <laughs> Proceeding ahead, you can see two sleeping rhinoceri. Holy shit. Those motherfuckers are covered in leather. <laughs> but not fur. Yeah. Yeah, but leather. We could have a leather party if we kill these things. <laughs> this would be great. Uh, okay, guys. There's, there's a rhinoceri up there. I say we uh, sneak up on them and uh, kill them. <laughs> what do you think, uh... What's your character's name? Dignity. Dignity Sarsgaard. What do you think? You want to do that? Okay. 
But what if we could tame them and ride Stop them? talking so loud! <laughs> what if we tame these rhinos? Well, what would taming... We're not going to kill rhinos. We don't have time to tame the rhinos. <laughs> Wait, I kind of want to hear, just out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you see taming them going? <laughs> because then when we're in the cold, they can pee on us to keep us warm. <laughs> Not only will be warm, but we get to uh, get really aroused by water sports, dude. Do you, do, you under, do you understand that the only reason pee is warm is because it's inside a rhino? There's a lot and of as pee. Soon as it comes There's out, it a lot of pee in a rhino. Yeah, friend. but dude, the moment the pee hits the outside, then we'll be cold from being wet. Not everybody's a scientist. <laughs> Why did you bring this dick with us? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't for moments like this. I just. Uh, I let's say, kill these fuckers. Let's say we quick. ambush the rhinos. We could at least uh, use their meat to lure furrier animals. To... <laughs> we have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I'm gonna throw some blinding powder at them. Okay. Blinding power. Plop powders, powders. Oh. Are you guys gonna? Are anyone else gonna do anything right at this uh, turn before the rhinoceroses? You know. Yeah. I'm... What is God's bread? God's bread is a plant. Are you asking me? I, no, I, I, it's it's a magical plant. That, what does uh, it do? It's not gonna kill rhinoceros, dude. <laughs> you can eat a couple <laughs> leaves of it, and it, it's like eating an entire loaf of bread, uh, which is really it's my carbs. nightmare. Yeah. I'm using my. <laughs> I'd like to use my armulet of spring to ensnare the rhinos with 20 feet of, uh, of vines. Fine. Yep. And I use my amulet of winter to call a sleet storm on top of the rhinos. Well, now we're going to be really cold, asshole. Well, it's on the rhinos. It's not us. Your sleet storm is that discerning and specific? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like rain in Miami. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what about uh, dignity? You want to do anything? Somebody stab these things. <laughs> That's yeah. Throwing, throwing axe. I can throw my throwing axe at it. All right. Doing those things. <laughs> Krista Berg throws his blinding powder into the midst of uh, of the of the rhinos. As dignity loses her axe, it uh, it strikes one of them right in the shoulder above its front leg, dealing. Five damage. Nice. Nice job. Nice While job, Krista Berg summons a sleet storm, sending driving sleet and ice and cold water. Quark, Quark did it, not yeah, Krista Berg. What a right, weird Quark. day for these rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, blind? What happened? That's cold. It's snowing. Into the cave. What did uh, Dan do? I used my armulet of spring to ensnare them so that they are ca a captive audience for these rather nefarious activities. <laughs> <laughs> and while you launch vines towards the rhinoceri, you, you casting your magical armulet takes a bit longer than throwing, throwing an axe. So the rhinoceros hit by the axe bolts upright and charges out of, uh, out of the cave. Uh -oh. But the other one is entangled fast and blinded. It's it's struggling wildly like a mad animal. That's yeah, I have uh, something called a dragon dick. Yeah, that's 
That's got to do something great. Uh, it can fuck a dragon. <laughs> can it I could. Fuck, it could. Can I fuck this charging rhino like a dragon? Uh, the charging rhino has left the cave. Oh. You can fuck the... Res- I don't, I don't like the idea. Fuck the blind rhino! It doesn't sound good. Do it! Fuck the blind rhino! I use my dragon dick on the blind rhino. Yes! It's... Untweetable. Yeah. It's way too big. You couldn't even get it into anything. Dragons are giant. They're fucking big. Right. How does he... Where does he fit? Mission accomplished. Sorry, guys. My dick's too big. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Too big to does, fuck a, have a rhino. Sword to stab? Who has a sword? To All stab? of you have swords, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I hit it with my flaming sword. Barbecue, dude. You do that, and it deals some amount of damage. Well, that's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, I think so. Especially when you hit them. Ten damage, and it catches yeah. fire. Yeah. Rhino meat for everybody. However, the fire, uh, it burns out the vines and it becomes unentangled. Ah, Whoa, shit. shit. Sorry. It's cool. It struggles to its feet and starts crashing into the cavern walls. It starts sending uh, rocks and, and sand and dirt coming down from the ceiling above. It's, it's getting kind of dangerous. But you aren't attacked by it because it's blind. This is all to keep warm. It's all because you decided to do stuff to rhinos. I mean. We could have walked past them and hoped to come to a, like a Coke you, factory. Or you could have crept up on them and slit their throats. I mean, there's, there's a, a London lot of fog options. factory right over on the other side of the rhinos. Okay, dude. I think that Mulrain is the only person that could cast resist elements, and she's dead. What do you guys want to do? Should we kill this Dead. rhino? I think we have to now. <laughs> yeah. What? what? Tourette's. Uh, I okay. I'm gonna. Who's who's up next? Whoever yeah. goes first. I have okay. chains. I use the. I throw my chains around the rhino's legs to try to snare it. All right. The rampaging rhino is too wild to get your chains in it. Sorry, uh, I uh, shocking grasp. I've, I hear the kids. I, I got. I'm a slave to the streets. I will give them what they want. It's part of the urban culture. I will do shocking grasp on the rhino. Uh, striking the rhino with a lightning infused uh, grasp, grasping motion. <laughs> what are you doing to it? Miming the, it. It looks like you're having sex with it. Yeah. Miming shocking the rhino. Yeah. It, <laughs> It takes 25 lightning damage. We're saved. We are saved. And it falls to the ground stunned. It's not dead, but it's definitely... I walk up and stab it in the throat. Wait, can I talk to it? I'm going to talk to it. Don't talk to the rhino. Which do you do first? I speak rhino to it. Oh, you don't speak rhino. Oh. uh, Yeah, you don't. Sorry, I had to make sure. uh, First thought, best thought. Stab it in the throat. I stab it in the throat. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, and then I try to saw its head off. <laughs> and then I want to wear the head. Uh, wait, wait, I stop him. Let it piss on us first. 
It's not. He didn't say it was pissing. We're not gonna wait around for that. <laughs> All right, right. We are, dude. We Some are people freezing. Like You've already unleashed. In this cave. You already unleashed a cold storm onto the thing. We're freezing. Fine. That's true. You guys are pretty chilly, but you find it rather easy to stab the stunned beast in the throat and saw off its head and wear it on your head. It's a look that you definitely can pull off. And now I'm going to sing something by Black Sabbath. I'm not sure what. Yeah. <laughs> Just about? No, a, a Black Sabbath song. Uh, Come on. Right. Black Sabbath is the best band ever! No, it It's was, been a hard year for Black Sabbath. As if I were Elvis Costello, I'm going to sing about Black Sabbath. <laughs> dead rhino. All right, we got, we got one dead rhino. You know what they say. Yep. One dead rhino... Is better than albino. <laughs> Zero dead rhino. I have a skinning knife. You sure do. I start skinning this rhino. All right. You skin it. Yeah, it's easy enough. You skin it. I'll go get the other rhino guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I trot off like a like a breathless Hillary Swank in an action film. Let's just somebody wear the rhino and let's get on with this thing. We've got what we got to move on with the. What is our point What's of all of this? What's where, the point? Where, where are we going? Fornheim, the frozen city. We're going to freeze to death is the thing. We got uh, we got rhinos we killed. They're not going to make us warmer, I guess. Do you think we could make warmth out of rhinos? Uh, yeah, it'll help a little bit. I mean, maybe stuff some like hay in there. Oh, is there hay around? Not in the cave, but hey. maybe somewhere. Or dried leaves. I know. I don't know. Cardboard. Newspapers. I run there, off where the other are there newspapers rhino and cardboard in D and D. No, sorry, I was I was being a word. I'm in pursuit of the other rhino. Yeah, you are. You step out of the cave into a into a similar graveyard in the forest. It's a nice little graveyard with uh, probably less than thirty graves in it. You can see that several of the graves are just devastated, and a large portion of the fence has been dismantled, as if a rhino had charged through it. <laughs> Are, are there, are there, are there uh, corpses or, or bodies in the devastated graves? Uh, pro- probably. I mean, are they bas- wearing clothes? Do they have? Maybe we could wear the corpse clothes to keep warm. Little basket. I don't want to smell that bad. <laughs> little baskets. Hey guys, I'm little baskets. You're dead. What do you make of this cemetery? It's uh, it's right. I feel right at home. <laughs> Are you going to be offended if we desecrate these graves and look for fur coats? Uh, well, it looks like those guys are right ahead of you. In the corner of the graveyard, you see two dark figures that are hunched over. They look like they're digging, digging for something. Grave robbers. You didn't see them before because of rhino devastation. <laughs> the two forms stand up. They reveal themselves to be gnolls, and they're like, Oh, shit, you are here fast. <laughs> we Fuck. <laughs> you what? <laughs> you? Ident- identify yourselves. Mm, you, you bastards! I will not do that. Don't you? Don't you remember when you killed our brother, our brother Yurch, in cold blood? And we swore vengeance. This is that bitch. This is your vengeance? Oh, yeah. Running into you in a well, cemetery? Yeah, we're a bit late for our vengeance. Dan remember, that, Dan, remember that time we got vengeance on that one guy by digging and hoping he would come near us? 
My friend has a point. Your vengeance is lame. <laughs> well, Why are we? How are we seeking vengeance? Just keep digging. He's yeah. gonna show up. Let's I swear. go to a remote location and dig, and then the vengeance will come up out of a box. If it doesn't work. We're gonna lay yeah. a sprinkler pipe. In Worst here. vengeance ever. The the smaller of the two knolls spreads his arm out, and you see black lightning bolts surge into the earth below. Jesus. And then uh, you hear a rumbling, almost as if the ground is moving, and several bony arms burst out of the soil and start to pull themselves out to their feet. Oops! I pull out my ho- I have a whole I pull out my holy symbol. I have a holy symbol. Oh shit! You didn't talk about your dick, bro. <laughs> I, pu- I pull out my cock. No, I'm not Krista Berg in this no, one. No, it's Cork not his. Cork doesn't have a dick anymore either. He so, has so, so two guys, two, guys, two people dude, in this group. He has don't someone have else's cocks. cock. He pulls it out. Holy shit! Yeah, well, there's one cock left in the party. Because <laughs> Krista Berg cut his own penis off in an earlier episode. Yeah, he was, it he was, was awesome possessed. when I did that. It was necessary, and I'm fine. It's gonna grow back. I'm a fucking salamander. All right. It takes a while. What what do you, gonna, what can do you we think, kill Daniel? these dead people, please? Yeah, do yeah. something, you, uh, could, you from Liverpool. All right, she she mumbles nothing. She makes a high-pitched mumble. Does it, that work? It's super effective. No, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't work. I and, look at these knolls and I say, y'all using blood magic? Not yet, bitch, but I'm about to. He slashes his thumb open and smears it across the scroll and holds it above his head. And you see a swirling torrent of blood come out of the scroll and surround these skeletal zombies and engulfing their forms in sticky, coagulated blood. Oh, uh, all right. Anything else? <laughs> he pulls out a shotgun. Okay. No, no. <laughs> cool. I just want to know. Thank you. All right. We should stop there. We got a big fight coming up with some skeletons. We got to stop Dungeons and Dragons there. Uh, that's the that's the end of the wait, show. Wait, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. All we did, <laughs> yeah, was kill one of two rhinos for no reason. We, welcome, welcome, and to we were attempt. cold. We accomplished more then, in this session than we've ever accomplished in D and D ever. Let's thank Joel McHale for coming by. Guest controller Duncan Trussell, Danielle from Liverpool. As always, the Nerd Melt Theater, Dustin Marshall back there, and Zach working audio, Spencer Crittenden, the Dungeon Master. Maybe go figure out a way to download the Yahoo Screen app. <laughs> download the Yahoo Screen app, and if you already have, I mean, within months it could become totally relevant. And, 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 and thank you guys from Communicon for coming and uh, blessing us. And, and we will see you in season six, and uh, and then a movie, and then beyond. Thanks, you guys. All right.
branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 